You're scrolling through your YouTube feed in the dead of night. The house darker than the night sky outside. You hear the rustle of the sheets from your parents' room. Suddenly, you remember to check your grades. You see the red circle of death, that flash on the screen that shows an assignment is due soon. Podcast due in 10 minutes. You suddenly realize what is happening and race to your book bag, scrambling through it to find your laptop. You quickly click on Google Docs and start editing your podcast as you count the seconds before the assignment is due. You type line after line, sweat dripping, heart pounding, and chest tightened. In those few minutes, you feel the weight of the world on you. You finish the podcast, but there are only two minutes left before it's due. Time stops as you fumble to click the buttons to submit your podcast, the weight of the world slowly being lifted off your shoulders. You see that green light of hope. Podcast turned in. As you sit down to rest, you regret the times playing Mario Kart, that annoying, nagging voice in your head telling you to do your podcast. Suddenly, you realize the giant life-sucking vortex inside of you. Procrastination. In this podcast, I'll be talking about procrastination and how it can be combated by cultivating curiosity, making your temptations more inconvenient, and considering your next action. Hi, I'm Jay, a huge procrastinator, and today on procrastination and how to combat it, I'll be talking about something that plagues 80 to 95% of college students. No, I'm not talking about student loans or hunger. I'm talking about procrastination. You might think procrastination is quite simple to understand. It's just a person being lazy and not wanting to do their work. Unfortunately, that is actually false. According to Dr. Fuchsia Sirois, a professor of psychology at the University of Sheffield, procrastination is actually caused because of an inability to manage negative moods around a task. Procrastination isn't a curse on the way you manage your time, but a way to cope with the negative emotions and moods caused by certain tasks, such as boredom and frustration. In a 2013 study by Dr. Timothy Pitchell, a professor of psychology at Carleton University in Ottawa, and Dr. Royce found that procrastination can be understood as the primacy of short-term mood repair over the long-term pursuit of intended actions. In simple terms, we can understand procrastination as managing a negative mood, then getting on with the task. The particular nature of procrastination depends on the task at hand or the situation. It may be in of itself an unpleasant task, like cleaning the gutters or plunging the toilet. Or it may be something more boring, such as typing up a report or drawing up a spreadsheet. Although the task itself may be unpleasant, it might also be a deeper feeling of self-doubt or frustration or anxiety. Staring at the unfinished task, you might be thinking, I'm not smart enough to do this. Even if I did, what will others think of it? This is so difficult. What if I do a terrible job? All of this leads to playing Mario Kart with your friends instead of doing your podcast assigned to you by your writing teacher. The problem is, this only makes it worse because the next time you come back to the task you hate, those negative feelings of dread will still be there, along with some of his buddies such as stress and anxiety, feelings of low self-esteem, and self-blame. But the momentary relief when procrastinating is actually what sucks you in. In the immediate present, putting off a task or tasks provides momentary relief and to add to that we know from behaviorism that when we're rewarded for something we do it again this is exactly why procrastination isn't just a one-time thing it's a cycle a cycle that trades momentary pleasure
for human futures. Although it may seem hopeless, there is light at the end of the dark tunnel. Since procrastination is triggered by negative feelings, here are a few ways to manage those feelings. Method one, cultivate curiosity. If procrastination is wrapping itself around you, bring your attention to the sensations in your mind. What feelings are tempting you? Where do you feel them? What do they make you remember? Does it intensify? Cause other emotions to arise? How are the sensations in your body changing as you come to become more aware? Using awareness, you can strategically manipulate your emotions as you become more aware so that you can chop off the grip procrastination has on you. Method two, make your temptations more inconvenient. This method is what I use personally, and when I'm about to do a task, it is by far the easiest. This just involves putting all of your distractions in places that are more inconvenient. For example, if you have a history of getting distracted by your Nintendo Switch while doing a task, just give it to someone and tell them to give it to you only after you finish the task. This makes it so that you can't and won't get distracted with it and will do your task in a much more orderly manner. And once you finish, just ask for it back. Method three, consider the next action. This differs from the advice of chopping up a task into little bite-sized chunks. Unlike cheese, chopping it up into little bite-sized chunks doesn't work. According to Dr. Pitchell in a New York Times article, focusing on the next action helps calm down our nerves and it allows for what he says, a layer of self-deception. At the start of anything you might procrastinate on, you can consider what you do as a mere possibility. What's the next thing I have to do if I were to finish the task at hand, even though I'm not going to? Maybe you check your text. Don't wait until you feel like doing a certain task. Motivation follows action. Get started and you'll find your motivation follows, Dr. Pitchell said in that same New York Times article. Whether it's destroying grades or relationships, procrastination is dreadful. It makes doing work dreadful and leaves your time not well earned. Procrastination is like a credit card. It's a lot of fun to abuse until you get the bill. When you procrastinate, you're paying off your time to do something that won't help you in your future. Luckily, using the three methods I've provided you with, you can fight back. There are about 4,680 weeks in a 90-year life. How many weeks have you spent procrastinating?